What is good, divine dolls and divine dudes? Why did I clear my throat like I was coming on here getting ready to make a grand announcement? It's kind of hilarious. <laughs> but, um, so I did put some content out there in terms of my current sentiments about, you know, what is being coined as police brutality. And, um, I'm starting to see just a little bit of, um, I wouldn't say like feedback, but just people's perspectives on where they stand on police brutality. And there's two I want to address. And maybe I think I just want to keep this short. Because I, I really, um, after this, I'm going to do a reading of how rich people think. I've really been enjoying that kind of content type of a thing. But um, one of the ones that I saw was um, content about officers who are corrupt. You know, um, who will... Pull you over and want to search your vehicle um, and practice entrapment. So I am aware of those. Um, as I'm saying this, I'm, what comes to mind, I remember there was one police officer that um, he was, uh, and I can see the picture in the video and everything, right? But he was supposed to be a parole officer, if I'm not mistaken. He was a parole officer, and um, he had, like, one of the highest um, kind of, like, not incarcerations, but kind of, like, one of the highest number of, of, of felons, right? And so on the verge of getting promoted, you know, for what they consider to be outstanding performance, but um, there were two videos that caught up with him. One was um, they came to a parolee's a house and he had a surveillance camera and um, they could hear him talking to another person and um, having that them plant a um, plant drug so that he could show up as having violated his parole and then the other one was a video of um he had pulled over a couple of guys in a car and um he put the driver they put the driver into the um police car and so the friend or the passenger was still in the car and he had the good sense to record and so he was recording and he saw when the officer reached into his pocket and pulled out a, a dime bag and tossed it under the chair and then was saying that he was going to perform a search. So I do know that they do exist. OK. Um, and like I said, towards the end of both of my videos where I was talking about, you know, Sometimes it feels like being pro-black means pro-criminality. Um, I said that it's ironic or just strange to me that in both camps, we both have bad apples. And neither one of us are willing to call the bad apples out in our community because, and now I'm going to go into the second point. Right. It's a perfect segue into the second point, because um, you have good cops. That's who I call when somebody's trying to break into my house, you know, or or I fear for my safety. Right. Um, 
but there's also bad cops. I've also shared my experiences with them. I've had two experiences where I really thought that my life would be in jeopardy. Um, I shared one on a previous podcast. The other one I'm still not ready to talk about yet. Um, um, and then in the, in the black community, you know, I talked about it a little bit in a previous podcast where it just feels like we're fighting for the wrong people, you know? So, um, as I was reading an article live with you on previous podcast, we were reading about, um, I want to call him Tyrone Thomas. Thomas, Timothy Thomas, Timothy Thomas, I think it was. But in that article, they um, cited an an example of, I think his name was Ogway or Ogdway or something like that. And so I feel like if we had, quote unquote, torn up the whole city, you know, and had all of the NAACP and, you know, the Black United Front organization come out and Martin Luther King the third come out, you know, it would have been for the Ogdway guy. Like I would have been I would have been, you know, ten toes down for it. Um because with Ogdway, um it was a case of mistaken identity and it was it was use of excessive force and um you know he was an upstanding citizen, right? Um, they didn't say he was a husband, but they said he was a father and he had served our community. He was a vet. Right. And so that being said, I haven't seen any videos or done any of the research, but it sounds to me like, OK, in contrast to who they tore the city up for, because this is from I was talking about a case from 2001 in Cincinnati where um, this guy had 14 warrants. Right. They consider it um, nonviolent warrants. Um, and so the second, um, I wouldn't say pushback, but kind of like, uh, feedback that I'm getting is kind of like, uh, examples of police officers who are really lenient and patient with, um, with their own, right? With their own white people, right? With people within dominant society. And um, the best way I can explain it is, you know, like when you're at somebody's house, you are subject to their rules, right? So um, some people like my house, I like when you take your shoes off, right? And it's one of those things like, well, we we wear the shoes. I've, I've actually had people say this before to me. Well, I wear the shoes in my house or that type of thing. And I'm like, no, I'm sorry. You know, I try to make sure I have socks for you um, and a little place where you can sit down and take your shoes off, you know, but not my house. (laughs) Got to take your shoes off when you come in the house. And, you know, I pay attention to when it's my place. Okay, Um, I have coasters so you're not staining the the wood or the, you know, the glass and. Um, I just like things a certain way, right? In my house. And so when you're in other people's house, when you're in other people's, what is it when you're in Rome, you do as the Romans. And so we, I think in the black community, we are subject to the rules 
of dominant society. And so, you know, if they don't want to shoot their people, if they want to practice, you know, patience, I hate to say it, but that's that's what they're going to do. But this is the thing. And, and it, this is kind of I keep going back to, to Bill Cosby because it's kind of like one of those things like Bill Cosby never said he never did all of this stuff. And I've always said I feel bad for Camille because he was a philanderer, just he has a whole wife and kids, a whole family life. And all the multiple women he was running through is just disgusting to me. But he never said he didn't commit the crimes. That's my little fur baby. I'm right here, Bruno. <laughs> He's been fussy lately. So, um, and yeah, I'll, I'll probably share a little bit more what's going on with my little 42-year-old baby. <laughs> He's, I've had him for six years. But um, um, he never said he never committed the crimes. What he would say is, and his defense always was, well, that's not what the white people are doing. The white people get to do this, then the third. They've been doing it for years, you know. Um, and, and that's where he started pointing fingers at Harvey Weinstein and started pointing fingers at um, Elvis Presley. And who was the other one? Um, Playboy Hugh Hefner. And it's kind of like, well, I did it when I was with Hugh Hefner. How come you didn't arrest him? How come he came arrest me? I don't think I should be held liable. You didn't do it with him. You shouldn't do it with me. And it's like, no, that's not how it works. Unfortunately, right? It just is what it is. Um, I think, and um, when you talk about these examples, right? So um, the whole thing with Timothy Thomas was that um, he ran, right? He, he was, um, being apprehended and he took off running, right? I, I can't condone that. So the video that I, I ended up seeing was, you know, this person is actually chasing down this, this woman officer, you know, and it takes her a good, maybe like a good minute before she shoots him type of a thing. And it's kind of like, um, I don't know, uh, my parents, they told us, you know, and, and especially my dad, I remember from a young age, um, both my parents, but I think even particularly my dad, he would just tell me, he's like, you have to work 10 times harder and be 10 times more presentable. And I remember like, because I think especially because we had boys, like the three younger boys, we had to have those conversations before we go anywhere. People are going to be looking at you, so you have got to be on your best behavior. It don't matter. Excuse me, growing up in a private school where we're the minority and it's just white people. It's like, I remember the conversations. Just because these little white boys can go around and set things on fire and tear stuff up and be rude and rebellious and reckless and spoiled and entitled and talk back to the teacher. You can't do that. Right? And so it's one of those things where it's kind of like, well, he chased her for 10 minutes and she didn't shoot him. So we should be able to, you know, chase and run and do whatever we want to do. And we shouldn't be shot either. Um, no. No. Is it fair? No. 
it's not fair. But I think that we're going to be losing every single time we say, well, if if Billy Bob was able to chase her for a one whole minute and not be shot, then we should be able to run away and escape and chase her down for a minute too before we're shot. That's not how it works. I think you're going to lose every single time. And as I'm I'm going to close out here too, I think that it's really unfortunate because the people who really need the you know us to advocate for them their good names get lumped into this right so the i shared before and i uh mentioned this there was a, a guy i remember i saw the video his um his mom it was an older lady senior citizen lady she couldn't start her car so he went and was working on her car in the garage and the garage door was um open like it was up and one of the neighbors called the police on him and it shows when he comes out and he has his hands up in the air he identifies himself he doesn't make any sudden moves or anything his hands were up he had his cell phone up and you could see like you know when the phone is on and you can see the light of the phone and it's facing the officer and the the officer just shot him six times. He's no longer here with us. Right? And so I feel like it's not that I'm not um, sensitive to the cases where there's bad apples in the law enforcement. Right? But I don't think that we should be using the same broad paint stroke on the same people just because we're black right because the funny thing is we tore Cincinnati up it's all over the news like I said had NAACP United Black Front Black Panthers Martin Luther King the third come out for Thomas Little where were they with the um Ugbe uh Ugsby guy O-W-G-B-S-Y or whatever where were they for him that was a father, that was a veteran, that was a person in good standing with the community, held in high regard. How come most of you are more familiar with this guy from Cincinnati where they had like three days of riots and not with the guy that was at his mama's house working in the garage, had his hands up? How come we're not advocating for him? Where's the lawsuits for him? Because that's where you'll win. I remember I was actually listening to, uh, um, I won't say the content creator, but but she was talking about how, um, and I've talked about this too, even Age of Aquarius, there's a lot of social justice reform going on. If you're looking for a career or looking to um, do a career change or anything like that, um, an area that's going to expand with the Age of, of Aquarius is going to be social reform, humanitarianism. And um, you'll definitely thrive and, you know, change and break some cycles. So, but um, she was sharing stats and she said that um, a lot of black people who file a civil suit are more likely to win. So that's where you have these cases where we have, um, I I, I, uh, still do believe that there's still racism. I know some people don't necessarily believe there's still racism. I think it still exists because racism is a construct. The same thing like how religion is a man-made construct. 
racism is a construct. And so when white people gaslight you and said, well, I've never enslaved anybody in my life. That was my great grandfather's. You're still benefiting from the system today. And that is the reason why even like when I bought my house and sold my house, I saw what it was um, when I bought the house. And when I sold it, it went up almost, I want to say between a hundred to almost 200,000 from me selling it. But on the title, it's black women it is the, is the, you know, the, the, so when you talk about property assessment values and how they undervalue the property values for black people, I've lived it. This is just recently, like 2016, right? So redlining still exists. And so what I was talking about was, um, when people go to the bank and they don't want to cash your check and they call the police on you, right? I'm aware that we still have those systems and those things in place. Um, but I just think that I I just want us to kind of revisit who are we fighting for? You know, um, I saw, hey, baby. It's okay. Um, I'm going to go put him up now. But <laughs> he is good and done for today. Listen. <laughs> so um, I don't remember the name, but I read it yesterday in the article. Um, but it was like even that young man that he had gotten pulled over for the tail lights and the um, air freshener. And I kind of shared my experience with, with um, that having been pulled over for um, my tail light was out and I used to buy air fresheners back then, you know, young, same thing. I imagine, you know, young person, you want to keep your car clean. You like it to smell good type of a thing. Um, and then I remember learning same thing early at that young age. Oh, you can get pulled over. That can be a problem for the air freshener. So I've, I've never used those. I use other types of air fresheners, but, um, he he sped off and I want to make sure I'm being sensitive too because I I don't think that I'm saying it warrants them killing or shooting you I'm just saying you know when you if two wrongs don't make a right is what I'm trying to say you know and so you still have to do the right thing right um, and unfortunately, sometimes like with the guy that I mentioned in the garage, he was doing everything right. And I feel like in those situations, that's whose name should be permeated in our in our mind. And that is who, you know, we put a lawsuit in on behalf of the people. And that is who we make sure that that officer never works again. Right. And that is who we make sure that the mama gets all her you know, sues that, that police department for everything, right? Because, um, still sentimental about her losing her son, right? When she had something to be taken care of for him to come out early in the morning and try to get her car working and get it ready before he has to go to work the next day, did everything right, right? Held his hands up. So I get it, but I just don't, I what I'm going to close out here saying is I don't want us to be pro criminality. Like I don't just because this white person is able to follow this woman around this officer, police officer around and chase her down and talk loud and all this type of stuff and tackle her, 
doesn't mean that we should do it too. That it's criminality. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's. And I remember, you know, um, even with the Micaiah Bryant case, it was one of those things. It's like, well, they don't shoot their kids. You know why? They could have used a taser with her. He could have. I absolutely agree with that. But you at the same time, you're playing, you know, in these people's. um, When you're in Rome, you do as the Romans. And I think that this is not the time to try to to do what white people do. This is what my parents told me when I was little. It's like you are not white. You understand that you have to do when you walk into a store, you make sure you don't appear a certain way you go above and beyond to make sure it's not fair it's not right um you make sure your tail lights are working you make sure you got your seatbelt on you make sure you know you're driving within the speed limit and whatever to the best of your ability but i don't think it it gets to turn into this thing where it's like well um if white people can wait rape their kids and not get sentenced you know and Epstein and Weinstein and, you know, Elvis Presley and um, Robert Kraft. Robert Kraft, he's he's out here living his whole and best entire life. He is untouchable, Um, right? You wouldn't even know, but he has the money and the the, um, complexion for the protection. We don't. But I, I, I almost wonder, too, especially when it's crimes against ourselves, you know, um, just kind of going back to um, there's been several cases. But the one that I just recently posted about that um, young lady who who killed her own ex-girlfriend and she's in, in the gang, it's like. When it's crimes against ourselves, now it turns into, oh, well, the system. But it's like you hurt one of our own people. I don't think you get to pull the it's the system um, card, right? I don't know. I hope I'm making sense. I think I kind of want to. I've said my piece. If I see any other more content about police brutality, maybe in the next week, um, I would say up until Friday then I'm just going to use it as an opportunity to kind of just flush out my thoughts some more. But um, my point that I'm trying to make is I don't want being black to be associated with pro-criminality. I don't think this is the time for us to say, well, because, you know, white people can drive off and run around naked or tackle the police officer or pull their taser and gun and they practice you know, doesn't mean that we should do it. I don't think we should be doing it. I don't know. You know what? I probably just need to just pick up a hobby. Um, I know tomorrow is going to be a busy day for me the next couple of days. So like I said, I'll just kind of see what's out there. And... Like I said, make sure my taillights are working, put my seatbelt on, drive within a certain speed limit, you know, and just try to make like 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 my parents told me, you know, you're you're a little black girl. You gotta, you know, be ten times better than what they're doing because you're in their house and you're subject to their rules. Uh 
that is what dominant society does, right? They enforce the rules, they set the rules, and however they want to choose with their own people in dominant society, then they do that. But we don't, whether it's fair or not, it's, you're not, you're never going to be able to say, well, your honor, you know, Billy Bob, Joe, Bob, whatever, did it over there. So my client should be afforded the same criminality. I just, I'm not, I'm not going. 